Good afternoon, listeners. <laughs> this is the creative brother. You know what? <laughs> I realize I've been saying it wrong. It's the creative brother. <laughs> I have to put the emphasis on the creative part. I think the brother part is obvious, right? <laughs> I hope you're having a great Friday. Um, right now, uh, Putin... <laughs> is has lost his mind and he is in his last days as the Darth Sith Lord. <laughs> I know some of my listeners are going, oh my God, I was telling my buddy that last night when we were drinking vodka. <laughs> Same thing, Eric. He's in his last days as the Darth Sith Lord. And if you know the Darth Sith Lord story in Star Wars, the Darth Sith Lord is the head of the bad guys, you know. Uh, and when you become the Darth Sith Lord, you immediately are headed to death. Your underling is gonna kill you. <laughs> it's just a matter of how long it takes. Every last Darth Sith Lord has died at the hands of his, if it hadn't been any hers, if his underling. And if you watch the movies, that's what happens. Now, if you listen to my podcast episode, you, episodes, you know I like to talk about how art imitates life and life imitates art. And, you know, critters and stuff, right? We're all critters. Today I'm going to talk about something I've already talked about only because I want to give you the results of what has happened since the last time I brought this up. It's not think tanky. It is, but not like I had to go research. I've just been testing, I've been poking bears and and doing live action testing on humans. <laughs> oh boy. Anyway, so let me get to it. <clears throat> I'm going to have fun. I think you will too. Especially if you're not from Texas. And you like to make fun of us. We, yeah, it's deserved. <laughs> it's deserved. This is a circus in a circus. America is a circus and this place is another one. It's the big top. Okay, so... This is episode 50, season two, episode 20. <laughs> there it is. Today's episode is about politics. Only because I am, I am, a, I'm, I'm nothing. I don't put a nothing because that make me a something, wouldn't it? I typically vote Democrat because that's where the sanity is. But, then you know, you, there's always, there's no perfect. So when you see something that's, that looks like it's great, then you go, oh, man, but they take forever or whatever. You know, it's always a, the butt stuff, dot, 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 butt. Okay, so, <coughs> excuse me. Here's the, th- here's the, here's the title. You know, I'm going to get into the thesis. It's going to be short. And I always say that in 30 minutes. Today is not going to be it. When I leave here, I'm going to vote. That's why I thought it'd be a good time to write this rascal right up and then go vote. It's almost lunchtime. Uh, and, I, you know, it's not as... A lot of my orders today, I, my people, my, my distributors, they're doing, they're executing what I've already sent to them. So I was just a matter of new people and follow-ups and my, my real estate stuff and all that other stuff. Uh, anyway, here it is. This is a message. <laughs> this is a message. This is what it is. 
Democrats, Texas Democrats, turn yourselves into rhinos and take Texas back. That's it. Take Texas back. Now I'm I'm underlined take Texas back. That's a that's just a a, a jab at Republicans for saying we're gonna take the country back. Take it back from what? These stupid little sayings. <laughs> take it back from what? You dumb you dummies. You didn't say from what, you didn't finish. It's unresolved. You know. So <clears throat> Democrats, turn yourselves into rhinos. Republicans in name only. That's what the acronym means. Republican in name only. And take Texas back. Let's have some fun. Here's the thesis. <clears throat> Republicans have used their dino strategy for 40 years while the Democrats just sit and watch. Literally. Just sit on the sideline, watch them just come in and use the dino strategy, which is the opposite of the rhino strategy, right? Democrats in name only. Then, oh, you know, I don't want to vote for that. I, you, know, uh, and, uh, you know, going to the, Texas is an open primary state. Okay, we're going to talk about this. I have a little, little, little thing here. So what the Republicans have done here in other open primary states in the country, they go in and vote against the main candidates or the favorite or whatever, vote against them. You know, and you have to, when you vote in Texas in the primary, like I'm doing today, I'm going and voting in the Republican as a Republican against the crazy people. Rick, uh, uh, the governor, I don't even know his name, Greg Abbott, wheelchair guy. I call him Willie guy. You know, Willie guy, always popping wheelies on his wheelchair. Silly man. He's a silly man. Now, I'm calling him silly because I'm a, well, you know what? I, I, I have to keep some secrets. I'm just not a name caller. I'm trying not to be a name caller. Like, it's not recorded, right? <laughs> He's a silly man, though. I thought, I, I didn't think he could get any worse than Rick Perry. But he proved me wrong immediately. I was like, is this guy trying to be a silly guy? Or is he just a silly guy? But uh, we got to get rid of this guy. The Republicans don't even want him. They're like, anybody, somebody, anybody, somebody, we're all my, somebody get in here. And it's so bad that because they've been using the strategy so successfully, they, they, they just want the Democrats to win. Now, can y'all come in here and win? Then we can't. Uh, uh. Republicans want the Democrats to win, but the Democrats don't know how here. So they have been using the dino strategy for 40 years and working. And the Democrats have just sat back and looked at it. What, are they, what is that? What are they doing? Oh. I always wonder what why do the low why do seemingly average to low IQ people run for politics? And if you're listening and you are one and you're taking ownership, that's your problem. I didn't call your name out. <laughs> you know what I mean? I didn't say all. I said, yeah, and if you took ownership of that, well, you know, hmm, that's on you, baby. Honey. <laughs> that's on you, honey. Y'all, if y'all want to know where I get that word, where, where I get calling folks honey from. <clears throat> Pine saw, honey. <laughs> there it is. Look, I love that commercial. She's been doing that for 30 years, getting checks. Pine saw, honey. I love that. I've just been, st- I've stolen it for 20. So, at any rate, so that's point number one. 
Texas is an open primary state. What that means is, like today, when I leave here today and go to the, it's called the George Library. And I'm going in there, I'm going to look fantastic too. I'm feeling, I'm feeling jiggy. I'm going in there, I'm going to have, my, have on my, uh, my hat, you know, put on one of my hats. And, you know, I'm going to look at, I worked out this morning. I'm ready. I'm going to go up in there and turn some heads. But uh, so I'm going to go up in there. It's open primary state. I'm a, I'm nothing. I'm not a Democrat. I'm not a Republican. I'm not an independent. And but they ask you, so how will you be voting today? And I'm going to say, Republican. And everybody's going to turn around and look at me. The black guy with the, what? What? <laughs> what? Yeah. Rhino. I'm going to scream Rhino out. Rhino. Raise my hand up in the air. Rhino. No, I'm kidding. I don't, I'm not going to do all that. I just bring attention to yourself. I think I think a red hat, a red uh, 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 fedora is going to be enough. But uh, at any rate, at any rate, it's actually black with some red stuff in there. Really, really, really cool hat. Um, open primary state. So what you have to do, you have to complete the process, which means if there's any runoffs, or whatever's, you have to continue voting in that primary until it's finished. And then when they have the the next one, the, the, you know, whoever comes out the primaries and they run for the main race, you st- it starts over, and you can go vote Democrat or vote Republican or not at all, right? So <clears throat> there it is. And then you have semi-open and all this other nonsense. The semi-open ones is when you have to register it with the party. And I can't remember exactly everything now why they call it semi-open. Some rule that's different from completely open, right? I don't remember. I did podcast episode number 20 or whatever. Go listen to that. It's there. Um, I have it over here in my palm. I'm just don't I'm not going through it for you <laughs> today. But so it's open primaries. Point number two. I told you guys and ladies and aliens that I was going to try to convince. I was going to just throw some stuff in there, throw some junk in the trunk, see what happens. When people call me to start campaigning. Well, they've been doing that. And I've allowed whoever asked me to put their sign on my, put, yeah, put their sign on my lawns. I've got a bunch of signs out there. I do. Now, the ones that just come by and stick them on there and don't ask, I yank them up. And those signs are expensive, so I don't tear them up. I, I put them behind my brick column um, at the front of the house. Where if they ever come by and ask, I'll just say, here you go. You got to ask permission first. And one of the people who did it, uh, a representative, just called me. This is the morning, the last day of um, early voting. So everybody's calling. Oh, my God, could you vote for JoJo and, uh, and Sarah Nim and all that? Oh, God. And so this one guy who is the, he's running and he's black and he's a <clears throat> they have my information so he knows i'm black right <clears throat> that ain't enough i mean come I mean, we're ducks but you know what kind of duck are you 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 know you're a mallard oh uh, yeah you swim or you a land duck you got webby feet or you got claws who are you you just ain't gonna come up in here and just get it okay so i I told well, you know what? Let me hold my stuff on. Because I, I have a I have a process here. So they're all calling. And 
I told you guys I was going to try to convince folks and all that. And I had been asked to, you, you, you make a great campaign manager. You're tough. And you stick to a, pl- to, a, to a plan. And I said, that's called project management. Program. I mean, that's, what I, that's my career, my career you know, choices. Oh, my God. So it stuck on me for a while there. So I'm willing to be one for free. I'll do it for free. If they follow my strategies, I will do it for, it's just advice, right? And maybe, yeah, advice and some kick them in the, kick them between the leg, you know, stuff. Hold on, let me grab you around the throat. Hold on, take a deep breath. Kajaya! Right up to the, right up to the chin. Now, you ready? Let's get out of here. You, you, want, you want another one of these or you go out there and face the music? Which one you want? Yeah, guy thought so. Get your butt out there. That's me. I'm going to give you a choice. Pain, proverbial, or get out there and listen to some nonsense. You know, the nonsense is easy. Pain in here in this room with me, I'm going to hurt your feelings. Get out of here. You don't want your feelings hurt, the crazy brother. So I, I want to do it. I'm fired up. But I'm going to practice rhino strategy. It's a strategy. I could execute that thing across America. <laughs> I could. Because I think Republicans in many places, they're tired of the nonsense. You know, they, I just think they're tired of it. They don't want to be part of that stuff. And they just don't have any, they want to win. They want to give them something to win. Get on the other side and let them vote for you so they can win, so they won. Put on a red t-shirt. Whatever. Who cares? So I've been talking to the politicians. I, you know, they come to my house, ask me, can they put the sign up? Sure. You know, white guy came by. He's already a commissioner. He's, a, he's the one that's in there now to the black guy that thinks he's, because we're ducks, we're going to just sign up. And, white guy's married to a black gal. We got, you know, they have babies. Well, I'm going to be honest with you, listener. You know, that's a big, you get two points for that. <laughs> two extra points for marrying one of my queens. Heck yeah. Yeah, he's a good guy. He listened to my stuff. He did. He's the one I told you about. He listened to my stuff. It was tough. And I told him I didn't think he was going to be able to handle it. But he listened. And I gave him the rhino stuff. And I told him it's too late now for you to work with me to execute. But what I would do, I would just send a bunch of Democrats over to the Republican primaries and have them vote out, have them vote against uh, Greg uh, Abbott and the Attorney General in there and vote in Bush. And there's a Bush running for Attorney General. <laughs> George E. Bush, number... 27, I don't know. And he's running for uh, AG. I mean, you know, he's a pretty moderate guy, but he always says the same stupid stuff. Oh, close the borders and all that nonsense. Oh, shut up. There's a black guy running for AG on the Dem side. I'm voting for him on the Dem side come the main, the, the main election, right? But I'm going in there today. I'm wrecking stuff. I'm voting... The, uh, the guy that's in there now is actually under investigation and actually has to go to trial at the federal level. Greg, whatever his name is, he has to go to trial in Texas. I'm sorry, with the feds. And he's our attorney general. I know. Silly circus of a place. So I'm going in there to wreck stuff. There it is. Um, what's the outcome? <laughs> oh, my God. Ugh. Mm-hmm. Eight out of ten Republicans that I have talked to just don't accept it. That's probably the best word, listeners. They don't accept it. They get it. No, they don't. No, they don't. 
Mm-mm. You know why? Because they've got their white noise turned way up in their heads. I would say, you know, I'm, I'm, I look at stuff in certain kinds of ways, in really, really, really simplistic ways, because it's easy to, you know, talk about it. Transmitter, right? You know, when you transmit, you're broadcasting, right? When you have a receiver, you got your antenna, you got your radio in the car, right? So it receives. You can't talk to the radio. The radio talks to you. You just do some listening. But if you walkie-talkie, you know, you got a walkie-talkie phone, you push the button, hey, girl, hey, baby, that kind of nonsense, right? But um, people cut their transmitters up two to three times two to three times louder than their receivers on average. They just don't listen. They're looking right at you, waiting for their turn to talk. Not even hearing what... And here's what I do to people. I just... I'm a tough conversationalist. Unless... If you just leave me alone and just talk to me and just let me listen, I'm just going to listen. Don't ask me to give you a response back because you're going to get one. Don't... Don't, just tell me what you want. You want me to listen today? Okay. Mm -hmm. Just listen. And just laugh and shake my head and be a good, be the best listener today for you. I don't know about tomorrow, but today I'm going to give you what you wanted. You know, I'm good at that. You, I give people, if I say yes to you and you ask me specifically, if I say yes to it, I'm going to deliver what you said. I'm going to, yeah, you want a spot? Hold it right here. Hold it right there. Gotcha. Am I doing it right? I can't stand it when you ask folks to help you and you tell them how and they don't do it. It's like, why don't you just say no? Don't help me anymore. Just, if you can't do it my way, come on now. So I just listen to people if they let me. Because if you, if you chirp in, then they start thinking you're judgy, right? So just let them talk. Let, let people talk. I love to let people talk. And then if they ask me, well, uh, number one, I was listening. You stay at this. Number two, three, four. I got this all in my head. I just, I'm not going to release the information if you don't tell me to release it. I had to learn that. It takes 60 years. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I'm still in the learning process on that one. But ultimately, they just listen while they wait for you to finish talking. And then they say, but I'm a Democrat. Or, no, I'm not doing that. Just straight up, I'm not doing that. Or I get it. They're telling me I have to go now. So this morning, the reason why I did this podcast episode, I was driven over the cliff <laughs> by one last call. I was getting ready to go uh, vote, and I got this last call. And I got one from business before I left my office. I'm in my office. And he's the guy representing the guy that just put the sign, the last guy that just put the sign in my yard, the duck, right? The land duck. I'm a I'm a wet duck. With green and red feathers. You know. <laughs> oh boy. If you've ever seen, remember I had a duck feed business. That's why I'm using ducks. There's land ducks and there's water ducks. If you ever see ducks that out of water and they're walking and they look like, why are they out of the water? They look like they can't even they can barely get around. Look at their feet. That's gonna tell you what kind of duck it is. If you see the claws on those rascals, like they can reach up and bite you, 
uh, yeah, that's a lamb duck. You know, um, if you see uh, web feet, well, now you know you have a, a water duck, right? There's a difference. People don't know that. Water duck, land duck. And they don't, they don't cross too much. But, yeah, um, I had a phone call that threw me off. <laughs> At the end of the day, if they would listen, it would, be, it would be something that would be a viable option, but they don't listen. The politicians that I talk to, um, only one listen. Only just one. In this last phone call I received, you know, oh, vote for, uh, you know, whoever, Derek, whatever, I forgot his name. He listened for a minute. I said, well, and I didn't even try to give it to him. I just said, no. I said, well, I'm voting um, in the, as a rhino today. Said, Can I get your support? And I said, yes, sure. Now, listen, this is what I've been doing. Everybody that's called me, Republicans, all of them, everybody, when they call, they all ask for your support. They don't ask for your vote. Nobody asked me for their, no one asked me for my V-O-T-E. They asked me for my support. And I'm thinking, what's the equivalent for me as a businessman? You call and we talk for 15 minutes about your stuff, engineer it all up. Then I go, can I get your support? Like, well, sure. For what? <laughs> I, th- I thought you were selling stuff. That's exactly what my customer would teach. They would ask me, well, support for what? You, I thought you were going to sell me some stuff. I'm like, they would just uh, automatically, you know, recreate our conversation. But why is that different in politics? Don't you, don't, shouldn't you ask for what you're selling? You're selling votes. You, well, you're not selling them. You're collecting them, right? So if I'm a politician, the last thing I do before I hang up is ask, so, um, you know, JoJo, can I, can I count on your vote? You know, uh, for this election? Uh, well, I don't know, you know, I don't really vote. Oh, JoJo, come on now, how can we get you down there and get you registered? It just starts off a different, you know, an additional conversation. Well, you know, I had surgery, my foot. You're like, oh, tell me about that. Oh, you know, it's in my family. You just listen. Now you realize you need to help JoJo. He's a constituent, a potential one. You got to go to work today and get JoJo out the house in a van down to the place where they register and then figure out, well, how many mofos over there where JoJo lives have situations where we need to go ahead and just let them in the van too? And you end up with five people. You call some non-profits. Oh, yeah, there's some folks down the street there. Yeah, pick them up. We'll call them first. You end up with six people in the van. Take them down over there. Let them register. Go vote for you. You just proved yourself. I mean, the politician I talked to that night with the black wife and the biracial babies that listened to me, I talked to him about my nonprofit and supporting 22 foster homes. And has you, has you talked to any of them? Oh, no, I didn't know. Well, what about the Rainbow Room over there next to the, uh, the uh, Fort Bend County uh, Child Protection Services office? They, they, they have a big building full of Santa Claus stuff. Go in there and you, you want to sit down and play with the toys. You've been over there? No, uh-uh. 
Well, what about the house over there in the woods where they go out there, the boys live out there, and the girls on one side, and they camp out like they live in the woods all the time, and they go to school and everything. No! I'm like, dude, what have you been doing? You go to lunch and stuff with people and talk about what? What have you been doing? I hit him between the eyes. He didn't know this stuff, but he was a nice guy. I liked him because he was doing some other things. They just weren't in line with my stuff. Getting a little low on the, getting down a little lower with the younger people, your future voters. Some of them getting ready to vote right now. And how can you be more helpful? That's always my question to people. So at the end of the day, we're finishing up right now. 23 minutes, about four minutes more than I wanted. <laughs> Listeners who don't live in Texas, I hope you've been entertained. It's my third time talking about this nonsense. And I just feel like all of a sudden I have more capacity than I, I don't, I feel like I have, I have found more capacity to take on some stuff. Um, and I want to uh, become more of a, a strategist, for, a political strategist for whoever needs it. Mainly just sit down and listen to them and, they, and, I, and I ask them up front. I have a straight, have a little, you know, a little template. So what are we here for? Lay out the, tell me what the, you know, guide them down the little road, take a few questions and then get them to the end of it. And I go, all right, so let's summarize. You help me help you. And we just finish up and they come up with their own answers. If we can do it in that one setting, fine. Then I let them know. Now, you want me to support the execution. That's the tough part. Believe me when I tell you. You, you, you might not like me if you don't execute. You know, like you, if you don't mean it, you, you ain't gonna like me. You're just gonna avoid me. When you see, when you can smell me, you're gonna change the other side of the world. You're gonna go on the other side of the world just to avoid me. Cause I'm, I finish, honey. I finish. And if you don't want to finish, if you're not sure yet, let me know now. I'll leave you alone. And you can call me for some advice and I'll give it to you and hang up. And wish you well. But if you get me involved, you're finishing. If I got to drag you by the neck myself over the finish line, darn it. That's the truth, too. I tell everybody that. Don't waste my time unless you mean it. You know, and believe me when I tell you, bigger fish than the average person, don't, they don't mean it. They don't, mm -mm. they don't mean it. There's always somebody better than the badass. There's always somebody better. Sometimes that's me. Sometimes it's not me. Okay, but listeners, make it you sometimes. Make sure sometimes you're the badass in the situation. Don't always be the lesser badass. Make sometimes you're it. Just on by design. Today, I'm going to be the badass. Everywhere I go, I'm going to McDonald's for lunch. I'm going to sit with my legs wide open. Like I'm a badass, <laughs> and I'm wearing a dress today, and I'm gonna sit with my legs wide open like I own the place. <laughs> oh boy, I've seen that. I've seen women come into the room like y'all get what? Everybody go, oh my, she needs some space. Leave her alone. So let's finish. Republicans don't have a viable option here, listeners. Let's give them some Texans. That's what I'm going to do. I want to work with Republicans, too. The scaredy cats. Well, by design, I, I personally, and I'm not being namey and choosy and whatever, judgy, because like I told you, I don't care. Let me be honest with you. 
you know. Um, but Republicans, by design to me, are a little bit scary catty. They really care what their community thinks. My community. They might, they might not work. And really, that just makes you sit in the middle of, you know, you look over at the pack of them. It's like, I can't care. I, I can't tell one from the other. Standing beside one another, agreeing with one another, jumping off the, you know, doing the, you know, jumping off the cliff together, lemmings. I like to work with the ones that don't want to be that, that literally align themselves with the party, but not with the nonsense. I'm going to be honest with you. And if I meet my equivalent verbally, the, the fluent stutterer who doesn't seek the approval of others. That's my personality stuff. If I meet my, my verbal equivalent in politics, I would be surprised because I ain't running for anything. So I have nothing to lose as the strategist for the politicians who are running. And one of the things that I would, I would advise any politician listening or anyone who works for them or married to one or whatever, some of the folks that are, might listen to me from around here. Here's what you need to do. And I use the word N-E-E-D. Big capital, ugly, stinky, monkey breath letters. <laughs> and this is what I tell my Democratic friends that are trying to find out what the Democrats need to do. And they're just wound all up like a toy. And I tell them, I say, the answer is, if I was running for office, even if it was just local, PTA member, that's that's rough. If you ever seen the PTA stuff, they they still signs and stump on one another, signs in the yard and all that nonsense. I mean, ooh, politics that is. By the time you get to the higher levels, man, that's easy. I mean, the PTA stuff's like where you can get killed, right? You've seen it on TV. They screaming and hollering over revising revisionist history, revising already revisionist history. <laughs> They're arguing over that and fighting and starting to kill the PTA members. But what I would do, and this is what I do when I sit down with people and they talk politics, and I just listen. And then later, at the last part, they'll ask me, okay, Eric, now give it, tell us what you would do. You want us to do it all. And I would say, look, at the end of the day, I would hire, I would hire comedians to talk on my behalf in the street. I would focus on being a politician because I don't, I wouldn't sign up to be, be out there arguing with my, with my, my opponents, slinging mud on them. I said, because I'm really good at slinging, you know, slinging uh, hurt feelings at you. I can make I can hurt your feelings really fast, but I don't want the public to see that ugliness. I don't want them to see how long and how big my teeth are. I need to use that in private. <laughs> That's what you do in the negotiation table with people who are trying to, who are doing that to you. You know, they decided that the nice, be nice to me and I'll be nice to you strategy doesn't work for them. And they pull their teeth out. Then you pull out yours and your, and your Jim Bowie. And now they're, and then you walk up to them, put it to their throat before they can get a chance to pull out their gun. Put it straight to their throat and say, okay, put your hands low and feel the knife in your, in your brain. Okay, take them down low, feel the knife in your brain. Yeah, keep them high, keep them high. The be nice to me, be nice to you mantra is how you should live your life. I'll be nice to you so you can be nice to me. That's what I do. I never have any Jim Bowie situations, just in case y'all were wondering. <laughs> I might soon get some $200 million situations going on right now. But 
I would hire pilot. I would hire uh, uh, comedians. As my, they would be my political. Uh, my, I, don't, I had a name for them. I can't. I can't recall it right now for this podcast. But I would have like three. I could tr- always have an odd number, more than one. So three or five. Three is good because you know they can get together quicker. And if one's you know one's on travel somewhere, you got two left, or maybe you get some backups. Get five. You don't need but three at one time though. That way you got two in the back because they're on travel somewhere across the country. You know working. And these are professionals. And maybe and what you do is you get up and comers in there. So you get some some uh, on the other side types that are not making the money they used to make. You know they don't have a TV show anymore. <laughs> kind of thing. These are the good ones. Everybody knows them. They have to have some notoriety. And so you get the ones that are on the other side can't figure out what to do. Like I don't know how to use the internet. I don't know how to do all that stuff. You get them involved with you. you teach them something new. I know I could drum up some polit- some um, political comedy, some political comedians. It'd be a totally new um, vocation for them. They work from home with me. And I'd have five, and then we would just make fun of my opponents. I mean, it would be the most fun campaigns ever. Everybody would love me because I'd be calling out my politician, my, my, my political rivals, I'd be calling them out, making fun of stuff. But I wouldn't be doing it. See, that's the that's the beauty. The creative brother would not be doing that. I'd be laughing with my constituent. Really? They out there talking stuff? Out, out, out there in the cement? Well, we're in here in the building. I know, but they're out there making fun of you. That's where the fun is. <laughs> you gonna put them on the payroll? I go, yeah, should I? Should they be on my payroll? Yeah. They can come in and when you have press conferences and they can talk and make fun of everybody. And I go, huh. Now, I've been telling people this. How do y'all like that? Huh? Hmm? Lighten it up. Lighten it up. We're not doing, you know, we're not in something that serious. So that's what I would do. If I got involved in political strategy, I would recruit Around Houston, there's some um, ex, they're older, you know, on the other side. I know who they are. I keep telling people I want to meet them so I can talk to them about it. It's already in my head. And here's what's interesting. Being with my place in life where I am and the things that are on my on my, um, on my my plate and my so-called resume, my, my vitae, so to speak, um... Maybe people will stop and say, well, maybe, you know, I'll give this guy a shot. I'll give him a listen. I also don't fear rejection because people don't reject you. You know what they do? They don't listen to you. Like I said earlier, then they go do it. <laughs> they flatter you with imitation, Right? Remember, imitation is the finest, finest form of flattery. They don't want to work with you because they think they can go do that. Oh, I don't need this guy. I can go do that. I thought about that myself. Yeah, but you know what I tell people, listeners, who tell me they already know that? That's when I get ugly. If I'm trying to explain something to you after you've already told me you want to hear it, and then you stop me short or whatever and say, I already know that, That's the worst, that's one of the worst things you can say to me. Because I'm just going to cut you. I'm going to cut you. 
not with a knife, but it's like, well, why, why, why aren't you doing it then? Mr. I already know that. Or uh, Miss I, Miss I know that already. Apparently you didn't know you ain't practicing it. See, it can get ugly from there. That'll, that'll start. A, and I, you know what? I do that. I just did that the other day to the, to someone who was way up there. Always selling me. Always selling to me. Sell, oh, selling, selling, selling. I had to tell him, stop selling to me. I, I, I believe you. Stop. You're always selling. It hurt his feelings. He didn't think of it like that. <laughs> but I'm like, come on, man. I don't take all your calls because of that. You're trying to sell me. Sell, 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 sell. Just call and say I love you and hang the hell up sometime. Ugh. So let's finish. <laughs> That's a good one. Republicans don't have a viable option. Let's give them some, Texans. Come on. All right? Vote Rhino in the Republican primary. And change stuff. Aren't you tired of the same old nonsense? Over and over. I saw Beto O'Rourke. He makes me sick. And I, I don't mean it like in a personal way. I don't mean it really. I'm just saying it. But it does kind of make me sick. Because it's like he... He knows that the Texans don't want uh, the uh, to uh, the guy, the Wheelie guy, to run. You'll be the governor again. You can't even keep the grid up in the winter time, and we don't even get half as cold as these states that are in the you know in the winter zone where it snows and stuff. I mean, you get a little a little tiny freeze, and it's ridiculous. It really is, and it's never happened up till recently. It's, this is on the on the Republicans. Like, can you can you not can you not not screw up? What is your deal? I mean, that's what I ask Republicans all the time. I oh, I'll get I'll talk, if a customer brings up some politics, I'll let him finish and I'll go. You know what? I'm I'm nothing, but I'm getting ready to hurt your feelings. You still want to buy some stuff, buddy? Yeah. <laughs> Let me hang up thinking. Ooh, that's a different one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So Republicans don't have a viable option. We need to give them some. And then be smart and quit being dumb. That's what I say. Go Rhino. <laughs> I got that literally written down right here. Be smart and not dumb. Go Rhino. I mean, sheesh. Let me put an uh, uh, exclamation point. And uh, when I get done here, I'm literally going to... Uh, put on my on my uh, hat and go vote Rhino. So I'm going to do what I'm asking the Texans to do. Who won't? And if you're a Republican, well, go vote for. Don't vote for the idiots. Come on now. That's about as bad a word as I'll call someone. You know, without me saying it before I before I realize I said it. Okay, because I'm working on not doing those types of things. Um, but idiot, yeah, that's a that's a label. That's actually a thing, right? Like it means something. You know, you keep doing these things that identify you as that. So for the Republicans and so-called self-identified independents and people like me who don't identify with any of them, you just you're free. You pick your own poison every time you go to the poison store. You got we got to get these guys out. Vote Republican, right? Just vote Republican. And last night, I told a group of Democrats, I said, look, 
I could convince, I'm not into convincing at all, but I told him if a wave of people went and voted in a rhino fashion and overwhelmed the Texas Republican Party at local levels, I don't think they would mind too much. I really don't think they would mind. It's been the same nonsense for too long. And that starts getting creepy and weird for everybody. You know? Can't go to a family reunion every week. That's not a family reunion. That's just a get-together. <laughs> that is not a family reunion. You're putting a sign up and everything and wearing t-shirts. No, that's weird. Uh-uh. Who, who's, who's, who's sanctioning this nonsense? So, listeners, I hope you've been entertained. I was trying to because it's, you know, we're going through that Ukraine Putin stuff right now. Let me let me forecast let me give him a forecast on that. Putin's not gonna live long because and I this I'm right I'm right most of the time on these things. He has no exit no exit strategy. I was just told some secret stuff that he supposedly has stomach cancer, terminal, and or um he just recently got diagnosed with early onset uh, Alzheimer's. Either one of those, well, he's 70. I don't know what you call that. That's not early. Yeah, maybe. But 70s, you know, you're starting to get up there in age, but you're elderly now. I'm 60. I'm not elderly yet, but 70, you're elderly. You, start, you hit elderly age now. So I just think he's either neurologically damaged beyond and doesn't care and no one's checking him, right? Or he has just decided he's going to run his table, and that's and we're seeing what that is, right? Sociopath, you know, just total, total sociopath. And here's what I would do if I were in the place, in a role where I could advise the president because, well, you know what I am? I'm, I'm not flapping my lips. Let me just keep my lips shut. Here's what I would advise the president to do would be to pit the uh, pit the oligarchs against one another. They don't they they are already siloed off. That's how he's operating, Putin. And because all he has to do is put out some bad information and give it to each person, something different to each oligarch. And if he hears it back from anyone, he knows that the oligarch's chirping, right? So because you know that it's the oligarch, you keep your mouth shut. You don't talk. Because that kind of stuff can get back around. Now you, you chirper, now you die. I think the Russian people are going to reject what he's doing, Putin, which is going to get, they already are, which is giving the oligarchs their in, you know, their reasoning to cut the head off. That's the only way you kill the snake, the big boa constrictor wrapped around you. You got one arm out to be one arm of you. you. Got one arm that the snake doesn't have itself around, and a knife, right? You cut. You get that head. Cut that head off. Put that. Put the knife. The tip of that knife in the head and kill it. Then it'll die. Then you can unwrap yourself. If you cut it somewhere in the middle, you just gonna. This is gonna wrap you tighter because you're killing it. So you gotta cut the head off quickly. Then unwrap yourself and, un, you know, get yourself out of danger. That's the fastest way. And one of my smart-ass friends who ain't that smart, he's intelligent. He's uh, a genius on the intelligence side. He ain't that smart, though. 
but he's really he's genius. He doesn't get that. He thinks we need to go in there with weapons and start shooting. <laughs> get a name, protect the people. Oh, you're emotional. It, that takes months to, to do that. They're already in there, but that's just bombs. Now you want to push bombs now? Well, no. I said, see, you're emotional. The oligarchs are the fastest, most effective way to end this nonsense. What do we do, Eric? Creative brother, the creative brother. You single them out. They're already siloed. Putin did that. Now you make offers to each one of them that they cannot communicate to Putin because they're already siloed off. He'll kill them just for knowing that they got he got contacted. And you make promises. We he, he's not gonna know we contacted you, even though you might let Putin know. You know you blackmail him. So I, that's what I'm talking about. You blackmail all the oligarchs. You listening, listeners? As soon as you get in contact with them and give them what you want to give them, hey, we'll we'll give you the keys to whatever, and make I mean you know and do all these things, and you'll be our guy. You're you're an ass, but you'll be our ass, and do it with all the oligarchs, and then you've got them blackmailed. They they're effectively blackmailed by having the getting that message. Okay, opening up the channel is what they did wrong. And you poured in some water through the hole, and now the water's in the hole. Too late. <laughs> and you close the, cha- close the hole back up. So you blackmail them, and then you find out which one takes the, bite, the bait now, because they're, they're not idiots. Oh, we, I don't know. I, I don't know. I don't automatically give people credit for being anything other than... I don't give people credit for being smart, because that's hard. It is. It's hard. It's hard. You can't. You don't go to college for being smart. Mm-mm. You no degree on that. So at that point, there are a, more than a few oligarchs with some um, some reasons. Statistically speaking, you're gonna get a bite back. You put a fish hook in a in a pail of water with a hundred fish in there. One's biting. Okay. Statistically speaking, you're gonna get a bite. And then the only folks that can kill the head of the snake of a, is the body. The kill itself. So the people who are closest to Putin are the ones that can kill it. That's it. They like to poison one another and all of that. So the way I see it is like this. Here's the final, here's my final whatever. The oligarchs, they work very quickly. I don't know how many. One, or one it's got to be one, one oligarch because you can't have two talking, right? Um, and that could threaten everything. It's got to be one. One has enough power by himself. He's going to have to set it all up and work through the people and get straight to a person who can stick a pen in Putin like they do to other people. He's going to die the way he's killed others. By somebody sticking him in the neck with a pen or something. Like one of his aides. I'm telling you. And the oligarch is going to have to promise that aide everything. Just, you know, just like Archer. If you ever saw one of those cartoon episodes of Archer, that's what they were going on. He had the Russian guy. Then you had his, his, his aide. Uh, it, it was crazy on that show. It, the aide and him and the aide had a relationship. And oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> I'm kind of nonsense. 
So I don't see this going too long because Putin uh, is mentally unstable. I was thinking that when I got the information on his uh, early onset Alzheimer's and possible stomach cancer, it confirmed it for me that those, there's got to be something. There it is. So if you hear by Putin, this thing being over one morning because Putin no longer in charge, just remember you heard it from the creative brother. <laughs> okay, everybody, take care. Have a good rest of your Friday. Take care. <laughs>